So even in looking at your own policy, if you have that policy already, it might be worth a second glance just to make sure what you think you had is what you really have. Because unfortunately, with some insurance agents, there will be a little bit of a conflict because they just want you to buy an insurance policy and then move on. And sometimes they don't necessarily care or even know if they're offering a good policy or not. Welcome to the M-Advisor podcast. I'm Paul Morton, a certified financial planner professional. The M-Advisor podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc. A broker dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M Advisor are not affiliated. Welcome to the M Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton. The M Advisor Podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. M Advisor provides customized financial plans for busy professionals. You can visit m advisor.com for more content, ask questions, and to schedule meetings. Today, we're talking about individual disability insurance. And much like last episode, we'll start with what is insurance? Insurance is simply put the pre-purchasing of money at a discount or for cheaper for a future occurrence. So an example is health insurance. We purchase money to help with medical bills in the event we get sick or we get hurt. As it pertains to disability insurance, we purchase a monthly stream of income in the event we get sick or hurt and are unable to work in the same capacity or potentially even unable to work at all. Individual disability insurance is an individually purchased disability insurance policy. It's a contract between an individual and an insurance company. And the terms of that contract determine when someone is sick or hurt, how much is paid to the individual from the insurance company, and for how long the individual receives that payment. Unlike a group disability plan, an individual disability plan, for the most part, is fully customizable. You can basically pick and choose what you want everywhere from the amount of benefit on a monthly basis that you're purchasing. The benefit period can range from two years to five years, 10 years, till age 65, till age 67, till age 70. And the elimination period or the waiting period you choose whether it be 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 180 days, and so on and so forth. Everything about the policy is customizable. 
So the benefit, that's what you receive from the insurance company on a monthly basis. So if you purchased a policy that had $1,000 of monthly benefit, then you receive $1,000 per month if you were to get sick or hurt and make a claim. The benefit period is how long that benefit lasts. Keep in mind, if you have a finite amount of time, like a 10-year benefit period, the policy can actually be used more than once. There can be more than one benefit period in a policy. So if you made a claim for a 10-year policy and you went all 10 years on claim and then later in life you got sick or hurt for a different function or a different sickness or injury or could even be the same sickness or injury that you've since recovered from, you can restart a new benefit period on the same policy. If the benefit period is age-based, such as to age 65, you will typically find there is a minimum benefit of two years. So if you get sick or hurt at age 64, when you have a two-age 65 benefit period, they will continue to pay for two years. And the elimination period the elimination period is the waiting period or the waiting time. So with most insurance policies, there is a deductible. And a deductible is what you have to pay in order for the insurance company to pay. With disability insurance, that deductible is paid in time in the elimination period or the waiting period. So if you have a 90-day elimination period, then you have to wait 90 days of being sick or hurt before the insurance company pays the benefit claim. So in order to obtain an individual disability insurance policy, there is a certain level of underwriting or a certain level of what feels like detective work on the end of the insurance company. And what happens is we as the insureds or potential insureds basically get put under the microscope a little bit. And for disability insurance, what they're looking for is they're looking for health underwriting. Are we healthy currently as we're trying to obtain a policy? They're going to look at our financials. So they're going to make sure that we are not over-insuring. So they'll look at tax returns. They'll look at pay stubs or employment contracts. And then they'll also look at what we do or our occupation. So those three things, the health aspect, the financial aspect, and the occupation aspect, that's what determines the pricing of the policy and how much benefit is allowed in the policy. So for health, if someone is chronically ill, they may not receive a policy, but if someone is healthy or mostly healthy, they may be eligible for a policy and they have to answer a health questionnaire. Sometimes there is a physical exam that's needed, although insurance companies lately are forgoing a lot of the physical exams. The financial underwriting is just simply looking over financial documents. So again, tax returns, pay stubs, and employment contracts are probably the three most accessible forms of financial documentation, although for individual disability insurance and for someone transitioning, let's say, from 
residency or fellowship or dental school into their next step, their next career move, there is oftentimes an accelerated amount of benefit offered to those individuals for a certain period of time. So if you are about to transition from residency to being an attending or from dental school to being a dentist, an insurance company will often offer you a higher amount of benefit or a a specified amount of benefit, even though you may not otherwise qualify for that, the insurance company realizes that you soon will qualify for that. And there's no financial underwriting or no financial documentation necessary in that particular situation. And then the occupational underwriting or the occupational fulfillment is just quite simply each occupation, whether it be a dentist, a a physician, depending on the specialty or other occupation, will have certain pricing based on that particular occupation and that insurance company's history with that occupation. So there's essentially an actuarial formula for each occupation. And these occupations are organized into occupation classes. And the occupation class is ultimately what determines the premium. And with an individual disability insurance policy, there are two main factors you want to look at. And these are jargon terms. But the first one is what's called non-cancelable. What non-cancelable means is that the premium is going to be guaranteed. So the premium is either going to be guaranteed to, to change, but you will see what that change is, or the premium may be guaranteed to stay the same. But the premium is guaranteed. If it is not a non-cancelable policy, then as you get older and are more risky to make a claim, the insurance company can then increase the premium and essentially try to entice the insured to drop the policy. The second main factor is what's called guaranteed renewable. And again, that is a jargon term, which means the terms of the policy cannot be changed by the insurance company as long as the owner of the policy pays the premium. So if the insurance company finds itself in a situation where it has too good of a contract, where it doesn't want to pay certain types of claims, it can't retroactively go back in time and change the disability insurance contract or the terms or the words of the contract, like the definition of disability, what determines when and how an individual satisfies being sick or hurt by terms of the contract. And so those two things, again, non-cancelable, guaranteed renewable, those are really important in an individual disability policy. And then there are some other, what are called riders, and a rider is a fancy word for add-on with an individual disability insurance policy. And a couple of those are a residual or partial disability insurance rider or add-on. So what that does is it kind of bridges the gap between being partially sick or hurt, so your income goes down due to a sickness or injury, so then the disability insurance policy becomes supplementary to your current income as your income adjusts with being sick or being hurt. 
Whereas you're coming back to work and your income isn't quite to 100% where it was before you got sick or hurt, that residual or that partial disability insurance rider will come in and kick in and, and supplement those earnings until they get to a certain point. Another rider or add-on that's popular is a COLA or a cost of living adjustment. And what that means is in a long-term claim situation, your benefit will increase at a certain percentage rate. One thing that separates good COLAs from bad COLAs is compound versus simple. Compound interest will obviously carry more gains in the policy than simple interest. So that's one thing to look for. And then finally, some policies have this and some policies actually don't even allow this anymore, but what's called a future increase option. So what that means is since these policies are health underwritten, that means you have to prove health to receive the policy, the future increase option writer or add-on allows you to add more insurance on a health guaranteed basis once per year as your income changes or just as you choose to add more insurance. Some policies have changed to what's called a benefit increase rider, which those sound very similar. But what that means is that every three years you have to submit tax returns and then you can increase the policy by certain amounts every three years. But if you don't submit your financials every three years, then you lose the ability to increase the policy. And then you have to start over and prove health and prove financials again. So if you have a health change and you had forgotten to submit financials over the course of those three years, then you may lose your ability to increase the policy further. While those are very similar, the future increase option rider, the one where you have control over increasing the policy each year, you actually pay a little extra for that, where that benefit increase or that benefit purchase rider, the one where every three years you have to send in financials to keep the, the rider up, those are typically of no cost. So to some degree, you kind of get what you pay for on that particular writer or that particular add-on. And one of the most important things in a disability insurance policy is the basic definition of disability. So you can use certain aspects of the policy to improve or increase the definition to what's called, and this is a jargon term, but seemingly widely known, true own occupation definition of disability. So what, what the own occupation means is that it covers you working in your occupation, whereas maybe in any occupation definition of disability will cover you as a gainfully employed employee, and it doesn't matter if you're a physician or you're working in retail. If you can gainfully work somewhere, you're not sick or hurt. And since I speak with mostly physicians and dentists, we will go over two quick examples of true own occupation or own occupation definitions of disability through two different insurance companies. I'm not going to say which insurance company is which, 
but there's one trap door and one that is pretty solid, but they sound very similar. And these are just being read straight from policies. So if you are involved currently in a transaction for disability insurance, what I would suggest is have your insurance agent either copy and paste the definitions of disabilities side by side to from the, the companies you are considering, or even have him or her read you from the policy information, the definitions of disability from the companies you're considering. And a general brief rule is if you can really understand it and it sounds good to you, then it's probably pretty good. But if it's confusing or you don't quite understand it and there's something just not right about it, it's probably going to be not so good and will potentially cost you big time later in life. Either trying to replace a policy and now you're older and you have to pay a higher premium or you're not healthy and you can't get it anymore or you go to make a claim and the insurance company's definition of disability and your personal definition of disability really aren't in alignment. So here's one, and this is the the one that's not so good. And I'm reading this from an insurance policy right now. The insured is totally disabled when both unable to perform the principal duties of the regular occupation and not gainfully employed in any occupation. If the insured can perform one or more of the principal duties of the regular occupation, the insured will be considered totally disabled if more than 50% of the insured's time in the regular occupation at the time the disability began was devoted to providing direct patient care services and the insured is not gainfully employed in any occupation. So it sounds really good and then there's like this the insured is not employed in any occupation language. So in order to receive that benefit, and if you own this particular policy, which lots and lots of people do, you can't work anywhere. If you receive any earned income, the benefits can stop. So here is a very similar definition of disability. And side note, it's actually written by the exact same actuary but for a different insurance company. So it will be very similar. And it reads, again, I'm just reading from a policy. You will be considered totally disabled if solely due to injury or sickness, you are not able to perform the material and substantial duties of your occupation, even if you are gainfully employed in another occupation, working an average of more than 40 hours in a week in itself is not a material and substantial duty. If you are an MD or a DO and more than 50% of income is earned from hands-on patient care, we will consider you to be totally disabled even if you are gainfully employed in your practice or another occupation so long as solely due to injury or sickness, you are not able to provide hands-on patient care. So those two disability insurance policies are seemingly very similar, but the end result is drastically different. I encourage everyone who's looking at an individual disability insurance policy 
to do a little bit of due diligence on the front end. And when someone has a disability insurance policy, we review it, we read the terms in front of them, and they like it. Whether to me it's good or not, if they're okay with it, then we check the box off. Disability insurance done. If they realize that they don't like it or they somehow have a problem with it, then that's a task that's not quite done and that's something you can work on. So even in looking at your own policy, if you have that policy already, it might be worth a second glance just to make sure what you think you had is what you really have. Because unfortunately, With some insurance agents, there will be a little bit of a conflict because they just want you to buy an insurance policy and then move on. And sometimes they don't necessarily care or even know if they're offering a good policy or not. Thank you for listening. I'm Paul Morton with M-Advisor. M-Advisor provides customized financial plans for busy professionals The M-Advisor podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. Visit m-advisor.com for more content, ask questions, and schedule meetings. Once again, I'm Paul Morton, and thank you for listening.